Avocado. <laughs> Humdinger. Tape dispenser. Nice. Oh, that was That's two. <laughs> Today, Jess Viator, Caitlin Mason, and Jay DeShane talk about Gmail etiquette, issue a challenge to our playwright, and perform Thalonks, which is just like Act 5 of Midsummer Night's Dream. This is the Unreliable Narrator Theater Group's podcast. I went a little crazy when uh, Gmail started giving me suggestions of how to answer my friends' emails. <laughs> that that really made that really makes me angry. <laughs> yes, that sounds great. You, you Part, can turn that off. I tried to turn it off. Uh, they didn't let me. Maybe maybe they oh. turned off for real. What are you now. doing, Carl? <laughs> I can't let you do that. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when it um. Because it also has like a sentence autofill thing. Like it's picked mm-hmm. up on things that I write over and over again. And it's like, do you mean this? And I'm like, fuck yes, I do. <laughs> That's all. I like that. That's not bad. No, I like that. But yeah, That's I agree. I hate the fucking like, you know. Yes. <laughs> like, that's not, a, that's not an email, Google. Just yes. Or that sounds great. Yeah. Just typically in emails, I don't use as many exclamation points as they suggest. <laughs> I would mind, though, if they started recommending things like darn tootin' or like damn skippy, you know? Fiddlesticks. Yeah. Fiddlesticks, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I kind of wonder, though, if... Because they, they say that, like, women tend to use like exclamation points and like emojis oh. and the word just oh yeah i need and, to like sorry for bothering you and shit like that in emails more so i need to edit every email i write like every email i write i look at it and then i like take out three justs and four yeah. or five exclamation points so i always take out the justs i've <laughs> learned that i will allow myself one exclamation point <laughs> And it will probably be at the end, like, we look forward to working with you. Do you know, it's funny you say that, because I do I do find myself using, like, the smiley emoji when I look over the text of my email and I'm worried that I've come across as too bitchy. Mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, read the rehearsal report. Smiley face. Yeah. <laughs> do it or I'll fucking kill you! Smiley face. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's always good to smooth it out. Exactly. That's I guess that's what we're doing. Boston cool. Mid-Morning Snack Church. Uh, I was at the with the moving company a couple days ago, and this was Sunday morning. Uh, they drove by uh, Soundbites, and at Soundbites and all around Soundbites, there were people lined up, as there always are, to go to brunch. And they were they were unfamiliar with the ways of Somerville. They were like, "What are they What are they lining up for?" And uh, so I explained, no, no, really, people people line up for brunch. It's great. I actually, I like sound bites, but the one thing that they really don't explain is that you get your own coffee. And it becomes right. clear eventually, but when you're sitting there like, where the fuck is the waitress? I want my coffee. And then you realize that people have just been walking by getting coffee. You're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're a little bit embarrassed for being such a piece of shit. <laughs> are, we, are we talking about brunch wars? I was talking about sound bites in particular. Mm. I tried to explain brunch wars the other day to someone, and it doesn't it doesn't make sense. It's basically the the two restaurants in Ball Square, sound oh, bites. Oh, sound bites and, and the other one. Yeah, yeah. Are, have been like um, feuding for, yeah, for ages. For I just years, read about for decades. that recently. Yeah, so that's it. That's the brunch wars. Oh, okay. 
And what was it? It was like one of them used to be the chef at the other place, and they went started their own place at Sound Bites, and like they say that they stole some recipes or something like that. I don't remember. Or all of their but, customers, or maybe both. Like yeah, there's some kind of altercation. Ridiculous. I love brunch. Not so big on war, but brunch <laughs> wars are entertaining. <laughs> Now, what would really be interesting is if <laughs> is if people stepped out of their respective restaurants and just started hurling sausages at each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's my kind of brunch war yes. because everybody wins. Yes. Somebody's up on top of their building, like, dumping hot coffee yes. on the people below. <laughs> They're catapulting eggs. <clears throat> wow, yeah. I would, I'm on board. When can we write that 10-minute play? That's, oh, boy. Oh, my yeah. God, Carl, write it. <laughs> write the brunch wars. Uh, Next time as, I'm here, okay. I want to do the brunch wars. As long that as somebody gets betrayed by Eggs Benedict Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but can they be played by Eggs Benedict Cumberbatch? <laughs> Always. Great. I promise you that all of that will happen. In the name of the scrambled eggs, <laughs> the French toast, the pancakes, and the breakfast sausage. I really want... Brunch Wars, the fucking play. I want it so bad. And you know, it, it won't get really bad until it's the Holy Brunch Wars. Like, they really dig in, uh, you know, Brunch Crusades. Yeah, I was going to say, thank you, Crusades. The, the, the croissant Crusades. <laughs> this sounds amazing. I don't know how we tie the Boston Brunch Church into the Brunch Wars and the oh, Brunch well, this Crusades. Is yeah, I got it. What? We'll be the Crepe Crusaders. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Oh, that is good. I love really bad wordplay. Mm. If we can get Mr. Crepe involved somehow. <gasps> Monsieur Crepe. Oh. Yeah, he's probably a major player, Mr. Crepe. He's probably like. He's like uh, the kingpin, I bet. Yeah. And he's, and you know, but he's also probably the guy, like, late in the war, he probably switches sides all of a sudden, and, and that turns the tide for uh, one of the, or the side or the other. Can Mr. Crepe just be a big animated crepe with, like, mm-hmm. stick figure legs and arms? Yeah. That's what well, I imagine, but I think that's because that's what Mr. Crepe's logo is. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> no, that's perfect. But, like, with the solemnity of the Godfather, like, like, like you know, Crepe Corleone. <laughs> Crepes can't afford to look ridiculous, Michael. This was set up as like a parody of of Netflix series that are ultimately unsatisfying, but I switched to 10 minute plays instead. It's just sort of the ethos of like, you really need to see, uh, you really need to see Brokaw. I mean, the first episode sucks, (laughs) second episode sucks. Three through six sucks, but then seven is when it all comes together. Then it sucks again at, at ten, but you know. That's yeah. how I feel about every fucking person that tries to make me watch Buffy. Uh, <laughs> like the first, and the answer depends on who you're talking to. Yes. It's either the first two or like the first four seasons, and I'm like, why do you want me to watch all this shit to get to good? <laughs> Have you seen Thalonks yet? I'll see it, I promise. You have to see it. I know, everyone's telling me I have to see Thalonks. I got everyone in the office into Thalonks. It's the best 10 minute play I've ever seen, I swear. But who has time these days to watch a whole 10 minute play? Those can last up to 15 minutes. I got work in the morning. You have to see it, it's so good. I'll at least watch a few minutes. 
No, every minute, every single one. I promise. Hello and welcome to the Boston Theatre Marathon. Remember, if you get up to go to the bathroom, you have to get back in line for a new seat. Enjoy the show! I hope it's not an adultery play. An actor and actress come out looking sullen, and the actor sits on a bed with his head in his hands. No, no, it's an adultery play. The thing that made me know that this had become a thing was when I changed my work schedule. Who knows why I started changing my work schedule. Maybe I got to work five minutes early one day. Maybe it was foretold by my DNA, the lingering legacy of my own faithless I need to do laundry before my meeting on Saturday. Why don't I live in a place with on-site laundry yet? I know I should do work at the laundromat, but I can never seem to focus there. There's just so many people. You know what it is? It's the kids. Always all these kids running around. Who gave them the ability to have fun at the laundromat? How dare they! Uh-oh, I'm not paying attention. I better watch this in case Elena quizzes me on this. Maybe I caught a whiff of her perfume that smelled like donuts, and I was hungry, and it was my cheat day. My cheat day, it certainly was. It's okay. He's still pontificating. Cheat day, cheat week, cheat month. Cheat year? Almost a cheat year. And then she said, Bill, what of your wife? Blah, whatever. I, I wish this was a one-minute play. Staging isn't bad, though. (laughs) Did I up my 401k last week? I don't think I did. I think I just thought a lot about upping my 401k. I can't keep going on, Bill. And that was the moment. The single, solitary moment. Who decided that alliteration was good? (laughs) What's it supposed to prove? All it shows is that you have the ability to go to rhymezone.com. And this was the moment. It had been an unusually long liaison, but I had a hunger. A deep, throbbing hunger. A hunger that reached from the tip of my teeth to the green. I wonder if that pizza ground. place across the street is still open. A no, wait, they closed. I need to love. Oh. I nursed so many intermission headaches there. I guess I could swing by Christo's on the way home. Wait, they're gone too. Fuck. I wished I was dead. She opens her mouth, revealing vampire fangs. She sinks her teeth into his neck and kills him. Whoa. What was that? That was awesome. Did I see that coming? Mmm. Seasoned to perfection. I take this life in the service of Thalonx! Oh. Amen. End of fake play. What did you think? It was great. I didn't see it coming. I know, right? I need to see it again. I'm not sure I got all the nuances. Who's Thanox supposed to be? No one's sure. I guess they left that for the sequel. Oh. I am directing A Witness for the Prosecution by Agatha Christie, uh, presented by Arlington Friends of the Drama. Oh! Yeah, it's, it's going to be super awesome. Um, some of our friends are in it. Kristen Heider, Michael Lynn. Nice. Um, yeah, I saw that Kristen both. was in it. That's, yeah, I yeah. didn't hear about Michael, but that's great. She's, she's, she's doing amazing work. Um, they both are, but you're, you're going to be, you're going to like this one. I can't wait. Um, and that goes up March 1st through the 10th uh, at... Arlington Friends of the Drama, afdtheater.org. That's theater spelt with an R-E. Uh, so get your tickets while you can. Um, I'm not involved in uh, any productions right now because um, my commute is murder. 
Uh, but if you uh, are around and you have a good way to get to Watertown, the fine folks at Flat Earth Theater, um, which I, where I used to be a company member, um, they're putting on Not Medea, uh, starring Juliette Bowler, who is phenomenal, and that's going up March 15th to 30th. Um, I'm going to be middle to late next month, late next month, I'm going to be recording a podcast called uh, The Mad Max Minute. I will be getting uh, Meet Myself and uh, two other former Foxes in the Hen House members, um, Karen and Liz, will be um, doing three one-minute episodes of uh, Mad Max Fury Road, which is really exciting because that means I have an excuse to go watch the movie again. Not that I need it. An excuse. Um, still doing uh, Star to Steer Her By, which is a Star Trek podcast. Uh, mostly I say things like touch dicks and um, laugh a lot and Jake and I like say brown eye a lot. It's pretty mature stuff, but we also talk about Star Trek. So I am assistant stage managing uh, The Strange Undoing of Prudencia Heart by David Gregg, uh, and that will be April 5th through May 4th, and uh, and it's an amazing show. I am so excited to be working on this script. Uh, we haven't actually started rehearsals yet, so I'm sure the process is going to be amazing too, so everyone should come see it. Thelonks featured Jay Deshane as Susan, Jess Vieter as Elena, Carl Danielson as he, and Caitlin Mason as she. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved. Send your remarks on whether Gmail replies are easy to turn off or not to unreliablenarratorpodcast at gmail.com. Visit unreliable-narrator.com or Twitter at unarrator. Have you listened to Lori Ann's? I have not. Oh my god, I love it. I love it. I yeah. hope that she becomes massively famous from it, because I love it so much. I mean, we should help her along with that, you know, just share. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's uh, it's called uh, Diva's Dish. Mm. and um, You hear that, everybody? It's called Diva's Dish. Listen <laughs> to Diva's Dish. Yeah. So that's how you do that. And they do, it's great, and they do like, uh, their theme is kind of like, they go through a meal. They have like appetizers. And oh, that kind of dish. Yeah. It's a double well, entendre. It's a double entendre. <laughs> exactly. So, also, Diva's dish kind of sounds like it might be a term for genitals, but I don't think it is. <laughs> I think that's just. Well, me. it is now. I got something going on in my <laughs> Diva's dish. <laughs> yeah, see? You get it. Got to it. UrbanDictionary.com. <laughs> true. Oh my God, we should. No, we shouldn't. It's one way no, to make listen to Diva's dish. Listen to it. Don't think about genitals. <laughs> or do. That should be the tagline. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> I fucking ruined everything. I love the show, though. I think it's wonderful. Uh, or just propelled her to stardom. Because... <laughs> <laughs> That's true.